Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stories from the World. This is David Robert Farmerie. This week's episode is part one of what should be about four episodes from my work, my residency work here in Wilson, North Carolina. Today, actually tonight, is Friday, July 9th, and I began recording this episode originally back on Wednesday, two days ago, and then things continued to evolve, and I tried it on Thursday, and they evolved again. So anyhow, here we are, and let's get started. You may notice that I seem to be talking just barely above a whisper, and that's because the apartment that I'm staying in here in Wilson, North Carolina, has very, very thin walls, so I'm trying not to, not to disturb the neighbors. Uh, also, you may hear a little bit of what may sound like an echo or reverb, and again, it's the apartment, the design of it. It's this fantastic apartment. I mean, it is truly, truly fantastic, but the way it's designed, there's a little bit of uh, bounciness in here. This episode will be more of an introduction into Wilson itself and into the work that I'm doing as part of the Eyes on Main Street residency program. It has been an absolute whirlwind ever since I got here, ever since I arrived here last Thursday, July 1st. The first two days were absolutely amazing, but then I got hit with 4th of July weekend, and what I didn't realize is that every year for the 4th of July weekend, the majority of the residents of Wilson, North Carolina, go to the beach. And so the entire town literally just shuts down. There are no restaurants open. There are no coffee shops open. There are no people walking on the streets. It is absolutely dead. But again, my first two days here, man, everything just fell into place. I started meeting people, and as I met people and talked with them, they would refer me to someone else. I would go and talk with them, and they would refer me to someone else. And I started to build up this large body of contacts, and that has been an absolute godsend. And again, after the 4th of July weekend, I had really and truly about three full days that were just down. Saturday to a part Sunday was absolutely dead. Monday was even deader, if that's a word. And Tuesday, things were just starting to get back. But Wednesday, man, everything got back into full throttle swing. There are so many things that have amazed me about Wilson. But I think for me, at least, the most amazing thing has been how incredibly welcoming Every single person has been. I haven't had a problem with anyone yet. I truly don't remember any place I have ever been anywhere in the world where I have encountered this much acceptance. And the people here that I am meeting and the people that I am talking with and interviewing and photographing, they are truly astounding people. But I just realized that I haven't really even told you why I'm here in Wilson. There is an organization based here in Wilson called Eyes on Main Street. And each year they award several one-month paid residencies to photographers. The purpose of this residency program is for each photographer to create a body of work that tells the story of Wilson from their own perspectives. And each photographer is assigned one month. So my month, obviously, is the month of July. I have one month living here in Wilson to tell my story as I see it. Then, at the end of one year, after each of the 12 photographers 
have spent their one month here, there will be an exhibition of selected photographs from each of the photographers, and that exhibition will hang at the Eyes on Main Street Gallery as part of the Eyes on Main Street Annual Photo Festival. Personally, I feel really fortunate that I was given the month of July, and I am the first photographer to be awarded this residency program since it was put on hold 16 months ago due to COVID. Now, I had been here in Wilson once before. It was two years ago, and I was here for the annual Eyes on Main Street Photo Festival. Even then, I felt that there was something special about this town. But now, here I am two years later, and I am seeing evidence of what sparked that initial feeling. This once economically collapsed town has begun to turn itself into a thriving and vital place to live and to work. Now, granted, it still has a long way to go, but the infrastructure is being rebuilt and it is well underway. And what thrills me the most about this revitalization is it is being revitalized and rebuilt predominantly around the arts. You can actually feel it when you walk through the town. It's just vibrant. It's alive. And the arts that I have seen here have been truly amazing. Now, if you Google Wilson, North Carolina, more than likely, in fact, not more than likely, I guarantee it, you will see a plethora of information about the Whirligig Park. This is, without a doubt, the main attraction of Wilson, and it brings in tourists from across the country. And each year, I think at the beginning of November, the town hosts the annual North Carolina Whirligig Festival. The Whirligigs, just to give you a little background, were created by a man by the name of Wallace Simpson. Wallace was born in Wilson County in 1919, but it wasn't until he retired at the age of 60 that he began to create his Whirligigs, which he had originally called windmills. And as wonderful as the Whirligig Park is, I feel that it overshadows the real soul of Wilson, which is its people and its arts and its diverse cultures. And just a couple of minutes ago, I had mentioned about the strong arts presence here in Wilson. Well, I can tell you that in the two years since last I was here, I have seen a tremendous growth in the presence of an arts community, and in talking with the people here in Wilson, those who have been longtime residents, they have made it clear to me that the arts have always been strong in Wilson, but now it is unmistakably visible. There are so many working artists here that it would take up this entire episode and probably at least another one just to mention them all, but I want to give you just a few examples so that you more fully understand what it is I'm talking about, and why I am so excited about what's going on here. There's a small boutique shop, just actually not far from the apartment I'm staying in, right along Goldsboro Avenue, which essentially is the main street through downtown Wilson. The name of the shop is Selkie, S-E-L-K-I-E. And again, it's a small boutique shop, and it's owned by Amanda Duncan. First of all, Amanda is an extraordinary human being. In fact, she reminds me so much of my dear friend Carly back in Nashville. But Amanda's store 
is a store that sells artwork produced by North Carolina artists. And this is not the crafty kind of art that you may think of. This is really well-crafted, well-established art. And it runs a genre from pottery and ceramics and paintings and textiles and on and on. Again, it's just a really amazing store. And a short distance just to the left of Amanda's store is a place called Iconostar. And Iconostar is a working artist studio as well as a small gallery to sell her work. And it is owned by artist Elizabeth Lal Healy. Now, there is no way to fully describe the work that she does, especially her Iconostars. So I have included a couple of photographs of her work in the photo gallery for this episode, and I will link that in the show notes. And going in the opposite direction from Selkie is the Eyes on Main Street photo gallery. In fact, they actually have two galleries that are side by side. The gallery on the right houses one-person photographic exhibitions throughout the year. The gallery on the left, which is actually in many ways my favorite, houses a semi-permanent photographic exhibition of photographs that have been created by the youth in Wilson. These are kids that have absolutely no experience with photography. But each year, as part of the Eyes on Main Street Photo Festival, there are photographers that come in to mentor, to work with these kids for a period of two weeks to teach them photography. And it's not just that they teach them photography. These kids are actually able to put what they learn into practice in real time and immediately. And the reason this is able to happen is because Canon, each year, has donated, I don't remember exactly, but it was roughly 35 professional digital cameras for these kids to use during that two-week period. And on top of that, at the end of each day of shooting, the kids would bring the cameras back and they had volunteers here from Columbia College in Chicago that would take the cards, download the images into a computer, Put, you know, wipe the cards out, put them back in the camera, give the camera back to the kids, and then the volunteers would take these images, edit through them, do all the post-production work on them, and then print them out. Then, at the end of the two-week period, a selection of prints from each of the kids are hung on the gallery walls at the gallery with eyes on Main Street, and the kids are given an actual gallery opening complete with food and things to drink, non-alcoholic, of course, and the public is invited. So these kids get to come in, see their work hanging on the wall, and experience what it's like to have people come in and look at their work and admire it. And the most astonishing thing of all is that the work is actually really good. Again, there are so many great working artists here in Wilson, as well as great art venues. But if I go on to talk about all of them, we're going to be here forever and ever and ever. And I want to make sure that I have time to talk about the work that I am doing here with the residency program. I want 
to tell the story of Wilson in the broadest of terms. And I want to have that work encompass as much of life in Wilson as I possibly can. But I have also decided to put a very strong emphasis on the minority communities, the black and the Hispanic communities predominantly, but also, as I just recently found out, the Muslim community as well. I want to understand how these communities fit into the overall mosaic of Wilson, a town like most, if not all, southern towns of the past had been very racially divided until recent decades. I want to tell the stories of these barriers that are being broken down and the stories of the people who are breaking those barriers down. And I want to show the vibrance of life within each of these communities and if they relate, and if so, how they relate to one another, especially during this time of change. In upcoming episodes from Wilson, I will be bringing you an interview with Dr. Michael S. Bell. And Michael is the owner of Sam, which is a Jamaican restaurant here in Wilson. And next door to that, he also owns the Jamaican market. In addition, Michael is also a Methodist preacher, a bass player, a keyboard player. He has a position on town council. And if all that weren't enough, he also runs a youth group. There's the Whole Truth Restaurant, which has always been described to me as the soul food restaurant. And I went there today, I have to tell you, without a doubt, it was the best fried chicken I have ever had in my entire life. Oh my goodness. Anyhow, the restaurant is actually affiliated with the church by the same name, and they do a lot of outreach within the community. In fact, the money that they make from the sales in the restaurant actually fund the outreach programs, which I think is brilliant. But the restaurant is also a place that brings blacks and whites of the community together under one umbrella. And when I was there today for lunch, I experienced this firsthand. And I can tell you, it was absolutely joyful. There were no tensions. There was no sense of us and them or them and us. It was just everybody eating together, communing together, talking with one another without any racial prejudice whatsoever. Is the town of Wilson an absolute utopia? Absolutely not. They still have a long way to go, but they are making progress and they are making at least what seems to be steady progress. The other morning, I had an interview with one of the local barbers. He goes by the name of Mello, M-E-L-O. And his philosophy for his business is absolutely astounding. And his work with trying to bridge these racial divides is truly remarkable. I will be bringing you an interview with Mello in one of the future Wilson episodes as well. Also for this project, I am making use of social media sites, primarily my Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And obviously, this podcast series will be a primary outlet for the stories from Wilson. 
And to add one more element, I have created a video diary of sorts, and that can be found on my YouTube channel, which again, I will link in the show notes. This video diary is really more of a behind the scenes of my days working on this project and an insight, if there is such a thing, into my thought process. Once again, I want to thank you most sincerely for allowing me the opportunity to share with you another story from the world. This is David Robert Farmerie signing off from Wilson, North Carolina. If you'd like to keep abreast of upcoming workshops, lectures, or new releases of my fine art prints, sign up for my mailing list at davidfarmerie.com. You have my sincere word that you will not be spammed, nor will I give or share your information with anyone. You have been listening to Stories from the World. Copyright 2021, David Robert Farmerie. All rights reserved.